Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. I am so excited to have you here with us today on this Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. This is a daily podcast all about Duke Blue Devil athletics. Each and every weekday, it is my job to keep you informed on everything going on in the wide world of Duke athletics. We have reached game week. This coming Friday, Duke football kicks off their 2021 season with their first game at Charlotte. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So make sure that uh, you're following our coverage all week long leading up to Duke football's season opener at Charlotte. On today's show, it is a Monday. I've been asking for your questions. I'm going to do a Mailbag Monday edition of this podcast. Uh, A lot of questions were sent to me via Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils or emailed LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. So I'm going to dive in to your questions here on today's show. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast, as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's show. It's Mailbag Monday. Our first question comes in from Ryan. Ryan asked, who is the most important player on the Duke football team in 2021? Well, I think the answer is easy. It's Gunnar Holmberg, the quarterback for our Duke Blue Devils. We have talked about this ad nauseum throughout this uh, offseason. The quarterback position wins you football games, and that is certainly the case for Duke. You look at what the Blue Devils did in 2020, a lot of uh, critical talk about Chase Bryce, who was the quarterback transferring over from Clemson. Look, Duke had 39 team turnovers last year, and uh, Chase Bryce accounted for 23 of those with 15 interceptions and 8 fumbles, 54% passing, 2,170 yards, 10 touchdowns, but 15 interceptions and 8 fumbles. The offensive line wasn't great, but also Chase Bryce got himself in trouble with how he handled pressure from the defensive front as Bryce was sacked 34 times. That's crazy. So, again, let me give you the negatives for Chase Bryce last year in 2020. Only a 54% passer, 15 interceptions, 8 fumbles, and sacked 34 times. It's just got to be better in 2021 if Duke wants to win football games. That's why the most important player on the Duke football team going into this upcoming season is going to be Gunnar Holmberg. It's simple as that. He's the quarterback. He can run the football quite well. He can uh, obviously develop a rapport throughout the year with his wide receivers, with the likes of a Jake Bobo, a Jalen Calhoun, and Eli Pankle. They're going to have to have big years, and Gunnar Holmberg is going to be the most important player for Duke in 2021. That's a good question right out of the gates from Ryan. But uh, yeah, I do think Gunnar is the most important player on the Duke football team. I would be surprised if someone disagreed, but I'm willing to hear you out. So tweet at me at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore or tweet at the show at LO underscore Blue Devils if you would like to hear something else. Next question, Tony writes in, who will be in the starting lineup for Duke men's basketball team this season? That's a good question. I love this talk every uh, every year because it's uh, in this one-and-done era of Duke basketball, the starters tend to change. And so here's what I think. Here's how I think the lineup is going to shape out going into this upcoming season. There are two definite starters 
in the uh, front court, the interior for this Duke basketball team, Paulo Bancaro and Mark Williams are going to start. Paulo Bancaro is going into this year as the uh, number one projected pick in mock drafts for 2022 in the NBA draft. It'd be pretty dumb if Duke didn't start him. Coach K knows what he's doing. He's going to have Paulo Bancaro in the starting lineup as we get this season underway. And then Mark Williams is also going to be the starter at center for Duke in this upcoming season. He was so critical down the stretch of last year for Duke before uh, ultimately their season had to be cut short and uh, it wasn't looking likely that Duke was going to make the NCAA tournament field. Maybe if they were able to win uh, the next couple of games in the ACC tournament, they win the tournament. Who knows? But obviously that last game Duke played versus Louisville, a win. Mark Williams had 23 points and 19 rebounds. He's going to get to be a starter this year for Duke. A.J. Griffin is another guy that I feel pretty confident will be in the starting lineup for Duke, a freshman out of the state of New York. His dad, of course, an NBA coach. His older brother plays basketball at Syracuse. A.J. Griffin, a five-star player for Duke, projected to only be there for one year. I think he slots in at sort of that small forward spot, the three position for the Duke basketball team, so I think he's the starter. Wendell Moore Jr. is another returner, one of the most experienced players for Duke going into his junior season. I see him playing the one. He could play the one, the two, the three, really, for this Duke team. I think he ultimately will get the start at one for Duke. That's because Trevor Keels, I believe, his shooting alone is going to warrant him being in the starting lineup for Duke. Again, this is my projection. It could be way off, um, but I don't think it's actually going to be that far off. If it's not Trevor Keels, I think it's going to be Jeremy Roach, a traditional point guard to start for Duke. But if I had to pick right now, your five starters, and I feel pretty, pretty confident on four of them. I think it's Mark Williams, Paulo Bancaro, A.J. Griffin, Wendell Moore Jr., and then I think Trevor Keels gets the last spot, making Wendell Moore Jr. the primary point guard in the starting lineup. I just think Trevor Keels shooting, is he's going to have to be on the floor because he's going to be the best shooter for Duke, and Wendell Moore Jr. has proven that his ball handling has developed, so I'm excited to see what he can do in this upcoming basketball season. Tony, thanks for that question. He asked, who will be the starting lineup for Duke men's basketball this upcoming season? I've got more questions in this Mailbag Monday edition of Locked on Blue Devils right after this. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website right now, use promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. 100% welcome bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's not even a contest. We're going into a new football season, but I promise you, you want Built Bar to still be a part of your life. Loser maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. All you have to do is go to the website, built.com, and use promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Again, check out the Peanut Butter Built Bar. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams 
of net carbs. Built Bar, a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. It's Mailbag Monday. If you're listening to this and you're like, man, I've got a question that I want JJ to discuss, maybe provide some answers. Awesome. Send it to me at LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter or LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. Send over your questions. Ben gave me a question today. What does David Cutcliffe need to do to keep his job? <laughs> wow, I like that. So, uh, Ben, that is a good question. The answer is pretty simple. Win. Winning takes care of everything. With that being said, however, Duke coming off a 2-9 and nine year in 2020, I think Duke is going to improve, and I really just feel like that reason alone is going to warrant David Cutcliffe coming back if he wants to. Again, he's at the stage in his career where he turns 67 in the middle of September. Any year now could be his last year coaching the Duke Blue Devils, and I have no clue whether or not he's going to take the Roy Williams route, meaning one day you just hear news that David Cutcliffe is retiring, and that's that. It's over with. Or the Coach K route, where he says, you know what, I've got one more year, and then I'm going to retire, so you've got some time to kind of prepare for uh, what's coming. So I'm not sure exactly how David Cutcliffe is going to handle retirement, but I don't think he's in a position where he's going to necessarily be fired. So to keep his job winning is going to be important. I think improving throughout the year is also going to be important, which is interesting because Duke does play four non-conference games to start the season. They've got Charlotte, they've got North Carolina A&T, Northwestern, and Kansas. Three of those games they're absolutely going to be favored in and need to take care of business. I want to see Duke be competitive in ACC games, though, this year. That's also going to be something that uh, is a little measuring stick for David Cutcliffe because in a lot of ways, Duke wasn't competitive in, in, in several games last year in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I, I want that to change going into 2021. I think Coach Cutcliffe seems inspired. He seems excited to work with this football team going into the new season, so I can't wait to uh, see how this year plays out. So, Ben, thanks for that question. Brooks has a question for us. Brooks wrote in and he asked, what is the outlook for the rest of the season for Duke women's soccer? Brooks, thank you for this question. We talked about Duke women's soccer last week on the podcast. We heard about uh, Duke's win over Arkansas and Washington, two top 15 opponents to kick off this new soccer season. Duke continued their winning ways on Thursday. They beat Western Carolina by a score of 6-0. They beat Vanderbilt by a score of 2-0 on Sunday. And uh, Duke improves to 6-3-1 all-time versus Vanderbilt. Michelle Cooper has four goals already on the season. She's a true freshman, tied for first in the ACC in goals scored after she was a high school All-American at IMG Academy. Duke is currently ranked number five in the country. So taking a look at the outlook for the rest of the year, this is a really good Duke soccer team. They're going to make the NCAA tournament. It was fun to listen to head coach Robbie Church after uh, the win against Washington on our podcast last week. I, I mentioned listening to him speak. You would have thought Duke lost the game, but they won. It was a good win for the program, but that's how high of a standard he's got for his team. That's uh, listening to him. It kind of sounded like, man, did Duke just lose this game? No, they haven't lost yet. They're very impressive so far this year. Duke was picked to finish fourth in the ACC by the coaches. Florida State picked to win. UNC second, Virginia third. As you take a look at the next five games for Duke, they play Stanford this week, East Carolina, then three straight road games to open up ACC play at UNC, at Virginia, at Virginia Tech. So as I just told, told you, Carolina picked to finish second in the ACC. Virginia picked to finish third. Virginia Tech picked to finish seventh. So I think Duke is going to remain one of the top teams in the entire country. 
They will compete for an ACC title. And uh, I think the outlook looks very, very good for this Duke women's soccer team. They made the NCAA tournament last year. That is going to happen once again this upcoming season. Can't wait to watch some more Duke women's soccer. Head coach Robbie Church is doing a great job. And as we said, Michelle Cooper leading the way in the ACC goal-scoring department. So let's see if she can keep that up in her true freshman season. The Duke soccer team on the women's side, 4-0 to start the year, the number five team in the country. Thanks for that question, Brooks. Final few questions of the Locked On Blue Devils Mailbag Monday edition coming up right after this break. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Sweatblock. Hey guys, so there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know when you were sweating through your shirts for no reason? It's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I personally have dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death, and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. In the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipe. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirant. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Welcome back into Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. I got a question from Kendall writing in Who do you think has a breakout performance for Duke football against Charlotte? A couple of questions, or excuse me, a couple of answers for you, Kendall. Gunnar Holmberg, I think, is a guy that I want to go with and break out because, look, he's now the leader of Duke football. I think against Charlotte, a game that Duke should easily win, I think Gunnar is going to just let the conference know, like, yep, I'm legit. I'm the quarterback for Duke this season. That's why I'm picking him to have a breakout performance. Also, in terms of history for Gunnar Holmberg, he has one touchdown in his career. It's a rushing touchdown, and it came back in 2019 versus Charlotte. So he's already had some success versus the 49ers. I absolutely think that's going to continue on Friday. Defensively, in terms of a big performance for Duke football against Charlotte, let me take Shaka Hayward. Phil Steele projected him to be third-team All-ACC this upcoming season. He wears jersey number 42, a linebacker for Duke. We've talked about him a good bit this offseason. 148 tackles in his career, one career interception. 15 career tackles for loss, six and a half sacks in his career. So I'm expecting Shaka Hayward to have a really good football game versus Charlotte. Can't wait to listen to this one next Monday, a week from today, to see how accurate I was on these predictions. But I'm going to say Gunnar Holmberg has a big day for Duke offensively, and I'm going to say the same thing for Shaka Hayward. Football programming note, coming up tomorrow, the Duke Football Radio Show is back with David Cutcliffe, presented by Washington Duke Inn and Golf Club. He obviously starts his beginning of the season press conferences with the media. The 2012 and 2013 ACC Coach of the Year, David Cutcliffe, with his radio show in season every Tuesday. And, of course, we'll see if he has anything interesting to say about the Blue Devils going into this upcoming season. Kendall, thanks for that question. Next question comes from Marvin. Marvin asked, are there any big recruits to keep our eye on that could be committing in basketball soon? We're always wanting to monitor recruiting. 
not necessarily somebody that could be committing soon. We're at a point where it's like, okay, um, any moment now you feel like someone could commit because there's no big recruit out there that said, this is exactly when I'm going to commit. Duke obviously is in the running for a lot of players. So let me just give you some headlines and updates. Kyle Filipowski is already committed to Duke, one of two commits that they've got for the 2022 class, John Shire's first class. Over the weekend, he earned his fifth star from Rivals. 24-7 Sports Composite still has him as a four-star player, but Rivals has him as a five-star, and the rest of the servers are going to pick up on that. So Duke is going to have two five-star recruits in this 2022 class for sure and could look to add more between Dariq Whitehead and now Kyle Filipowski continuing to climb recruiting boards. A four-star guard, J.J. Starling, that we've talked about before, six foot four, the number 34 player in the class of 2022, has lined up a couple of official visits, including an official visit to Duke, scheduled for September 24th to September 26th. Who knows, if it goes very well, he might commit on the spot. Or a lot of times after those official visits are over, you see a lot of players start to make decisions in terms of commitments and that sort of thing. So J.J. Starling has set up his official visit to Duke with head coach John Shire September 24th to September 26th. Derek Lively is another five-star kid, a center that we've talked about. He's got seven finalists, Duke, Florida State, USC, Michigan, North Carolina, Kentucky, Penn State, and also weighing the $500,000 offer to play professional basketball in the G League. So Derek Lively cutting down his finalists, could be in the mix for Duke potentially, but again, no decision date officially announced for Derek Lively. I wish there was a big decision date that I could give you, Marvin. Marvin's who asked this question in this Mailbag Monday edition of the podcast, but uh, no dates that I'm necessarily seeing following recruiting the way that we do here on this podcast. Last question today comes from Devil in a Blue Dress. Devil in a Blue Dress has asked questions before in our Mailbag Monday shows. This is a fun one. Who scores the first touchdown of the season for Duke football. I'm picking Jake Bobo, a little of a outside-the-box pick maybe, but I think it's going to be a passing touchdown from Gunnar Holmberg to Jake Bobo, where's jersey number 19 for Duke football. He's got two touchdowns already in his career, including 52 receptions, 647 yards, but I project that Jake Bobo scores the first touchdown of the season for Duke football. So uh, maybe you shouldn't pick that one because sometimes I'm not as great with those predictions. But devil in the blue dress, I love that question. Thanks for that here on the Mailbag Monday edition of our show. That's all the questions I've got today. If I didn't get to your question, I'll hold on to it for the future as we'll continue to do this uh, throughout the football season. Every few weeks, Mailbag Monday, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com. Email me your questions. Tweet them at us at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure you follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Now make sure you check out Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper as we're getting ready for football season this week. It's a really great podcast. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.